Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We appreciate each and every one that's come out to the house of the Lord. Today, my, the last Sunday of 2019. Can you imagine that? It's hard for me to imagine that we are here and we have come through this year. Amen. It is um, time just goes by so so quickly. Amen. There's no um, there's no need to waste any time with regrets on what you didn't do. You can't change the past. You can't do anything about 2019 now. Hallelujah. But we can make a choice from this day forward. Hallelujah. And that's what we want to focus on today and in the message as we minister. Amen. The word of the Lord. I hope and pray that everybody in the congregation is making plans to be with our watch night service. Uh, um, this coming Tuesday night, we will start at 8 o'clock, and we'll um, uh, have service until uh, around 10, and then we'll break and go to the fellowship hall and for about 45 or 50 minutes and have some refreshment uh, and fellowship, then come back in to finish out the new year. This is one of my most favorite services of the whole year. We will be... Um, uh, hearing from several people, uh, those people who sang, and people get a chance to uh, testify for uh, one more time in the new year, and uh, we'll be getting some word uh, from the Word of God, and uh, we're excited about our watch night service. So please uh, make plans on joining us, because we plan on having a great time uh, in the Lord. We're going to go ahead and get started in our message for today, and we're going back to the Old Testament, to the book of Joshua, the third chapter. And we're going to read the first four verses. This is what it reads like, and we're still, by the way, Got some folks out due to sickness, and there's been an awful lot of that going around, and we're still praying for those that are sick. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and set out from the Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. I want you to pay close attention to that. Go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it that you may know the way which you must go. For you 
have not passed this way before. Calling your attention to two places in our scriptures where Joshua told the people to go after it, talking about the ark. And then he reminded them where you're going from this time forward. You have not passed this way before. Let's pray. Father, we come today. We thank you. Praise you for your love and grace. Thank you for the privilege to be in this house today. On this last Sunday of 2019, I ask God that you will anoint us, God, to speak something that will be encouraging, uplifting, and that will also motivate the people here today to let us know where we're at in time and where you want us to be. And that, again, if you delay your coming and we are here at this point next time, this time next year, that we can have uh, great confidence to know that we have followed you fully to your will. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. I want to speak to you today on a subject we've titled, A New Direction, Following the Spirit's Lead. A New Direction, Following the Spirit's Lead. Um, If I was walking along a sandy beach... Uh, which wouldn't be bad to be on one right now somewhere. But if I was walking along the sandy beach and I come across the Aladdin's lamp and uh, where you pick it up and rub it and then you can get some wishes answered, I think, three what they say. There's really one that I've come to my mind. That being, I wish that everybody in the congregation just for one day could feel the burden of the weight on the pastor of every assembly. Knowing that everything that God desires to tell a congregation comes this way. And I am responsible for that. When you get to the judgment, you stand for yourself. When I get there, I not only stand for me, but I stand for everybody who's ever heard a message preached that I preach. If you don't think that is a heavy burden and responsibility, there have been some people you talk about and you've heard say, well, you know, so-and-so, man, they're one of them folks who got just an itch to preach. My wife 
will let you know this. She will tell you that what I'm fixing to say is true. The reason I'm here is because it's been given to me for God. If I didn't have to, I wouldn't. Because I understand and I see. And as I look as us as a, a congregation, and I see where we're at in time, and then also in the overall whole picture of God, where God desires us to be. Here we are at the close of another year. And we look ahead. And I want to share with you a few things today and bear with me. I want to talk about a new direction because as we are going into a new year, we are taking a new direction. And in that new direction, I hope that everyone listening to me today, not only those that are here sitting in this building, but those who's watching by the live stream, I hope that you have a desire to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Because as we take a new direction, we need to follow the Spirit's lead. This coming Wednesday at 12.01 a.m., Everyone alive on planet earth will embark on a new journey. We will begin to travel down a new path. A path unknown for all who will walk its winding trail. The sign at the beginning of that path will read 2020. A new year. A new time, whether or not you have realized it, it's going to be a new decade. We're going to be beginning a new decade and a new beginning. We all have seen how swiftly things have been changing in our society and the spiritual warfare taking place in virtually every aspect of our life. We feel that warfare going on in the church. And I know many of you, you feel like there's a warfare going on in your family. With everything that is happening and going on. Forces of evil and darkness seek to overcome and destroy all that is right and godly in this world. But God is still in control. Look at somebody and tell them that God is in control. And we who trust him must not shirk. If we trust God, we should not shirk to pray for the leaders that God has placed in power. 
and also to stand up. And this is one thing a lot of us are falling short of. But we should not only shirk not to pray, but we shouldn't shirk to stand up and speak out unashamedly for the truth and what is right. Some of you need to forget about losing some friends. Some of you better need to forget about worrying about where some family members will come around you because God is leading people willing to take a stand today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Nevertheless, we are standing as the Israelites did centuries ago about to embark down a path to which we have never traveled before. The Israelites were crossing the Jordan River. We are crossing into a new year. There are many uncertainties in which all that entered this new year is going to face. I don't know what's going to uh, uh, befall me this year. Neither do you. If you are enjoying good health right now, be thankful for it. You may lose some of that during the coming year. We don't never know what tomorrow holds. Hallelujah. There are plenty of things in this life you have no control over. But why I don't let that concern me is because I serve the one who's control of everything. Hallelujah. There's a song used to be sung, used to be in the older songbooks. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds my hand. Glory to God. I don't have to be concerned about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about what's going to go down and what's going to happen because I serve Jesus Christ and he is king of kings and he is lord of lords and I'm his child. I don't have to make no bones about it. I'm his child. I know I'm his child. He's my father. He's my daddy and I'm walking with him. What about you? Give him a hand clap of praise. <coughs> For us, the children of Israel were crossing the Jordan River. They were fixing to go into the promised land. But even though they were crossing over into the promised land, there would be battles to fight and land to be conquered to receive the promise. Sometimes we forget that they didn't just because God promised them that land, just because uh, 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 the Red Sea departed, uh, parted and, the, and the Jordan River parted, they had to do some battle to get the land and receive the promise. And I'm telling you right now, don't try to sit back under a shade tree sipping on ice tree, uh, I, 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 um, sweet tea, amen, and say God's going to lay all promises right in your lap. There are some things if you achieve it and you receive it, you're going to have to fight for it. Hello? Glory. Now for us, right now, we are approaching the consummation of all things. 
For the bride will soon take her rightful place by Christ. Oh, hallelujah. But battles are to be fought and Satan's kingdom must fall. Daniel saw it way back in his time. When the stone was cut out of the mountain, they came rolling down through Babylon, tearing down all the traditions and commandments of man. Brother, in that stone become a great kingdom. Brother, Satan's kingdom is going to fall. Hallelujah. Satan's kingdom is coming down. Woo. My, I feel his presence right now. Glory to God. Battles have got to be fought. Satan's kingdom's got to come down. And we, the church of the living God, must be up for the fight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to be up for the fight. Now, the key to the Israelites' success was properly following the ark of God. That ark represented the presence of God. That right there is what they had to follow. And they had to follow it properly. And those who bore it. Back in that day, the Levites were the only ones to carry the ark of God. Where the Shekinah glory, amen, rested upon. Hallelujah. Today... Amen. We, we look today in the church to the fivefold ministry. Amen. Representing that same presence. Amen. That God has given direction to the body of Christ so we can make this journey. Can you say amen? amen. Glory. <clears throat> the key to our success and victory in this coming year will be how we follow the Spirit's lead and walk daily in his presence. We got too many people waiting on Sunday to get in the presence of God. You better strive every day of your life to have some time where it's just you and God. That you can not only go to church to get in his presence, you better have his presence with you 24-7. This is an evil world. People are being killed. The word of God is being fulfilled. Blood is running in the streets. Do not wait till Sunday morning to get in his presence. You better live in his presence. Hallelujah. The first thing I do every day Amen. After I, after I shower and get my clothes on, I slip off into the into the living room. Amen. And I sit there in in, in the in a, a, a chair that I sit in while everything is still quiet and dark before the sun comes up and I begin to digest the word of God and when I do that then I begin to pray because I cannot afford to go one day without being in the presence of God and neither can you hallelujah (coughs) God sent manna day by day as they went through the wilderness of 40 years. And you know what he told them? He said, when you go out, 
you gather enough for this day. Don't try to gain, get some extra, put some over here in this pocket and that pocket. He said, because it ain't going to last, it's going to rot on you. Hello, somebody. You got to get it fresh every day. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. You got to get that bread fresh. And let me tell you, what you're getting right here, right now, this day, it ain't going to help you a lick tomorrow. What you get right now is for the day's battle. Hallelujah. Don't try to cram everything in and say, well, I can live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday without praying, without seeking God, without getting into presence. If you try that, you're going to fall straight flat on your face. You got to get to the manna every day of your life. That's why some people are failing. That's why some people can't live in victory. It's the truth anyhow. Glory to God. You're going to have to develop a desire for this every day of your life. Hallelujah. The key to our success and victory, amen, is how we follow the Spirit's lead and walk daily in His presence. We're fixing the internet a new year. Let me ask you, are you up for the journey? Are you up for the fight? Are you ready? There's two things I want to share with you today. I'm not trying to hold your sister along, but one thing, there's a couple things that we've got to do. Number one, a necessity to surrender. A necessity to surrender. As I was praying and seeking the Lord for this message, the Lord was impressing upon my heart. And he says, I've got too many of my people who's been attempting to follow me for years, but they've never yet surrendered their will to mine. And that's a fact. That's a fact. They've been calling themselves following the Lord, but they've never yet surrendered. And we are beginning to get in an hour as we move ahead and we pass from one to the other. It's going to be important if you make it through, if you survive, you are going to have to surrender fully, not just to the will of God. Surrendering to the will of God is not good enough. You've got to surrender to his perfect will. Hallelujah. If we are to succeed in the coming year and accomplish the desire of the kingdom, it is a necessity to surrender to the perfect will of God in our lives. The majority of churchgoers who claim Jesus are not passing the litmus test of genuine children of God. Don't be looking for the big crowds, all these mega churches, and all these big crowds, because if you read your Bible, you know, and this is something our former pastor and founder used to say a lot. He'd say, Well, bless God, the word says, fear not 
little flock. There's going to be a few that's going to make it through. They're not going to, they're not, it, they, all these people that are claiming to be Christians today and claiming salvation and feeding a lot of these big mega churches and stuff, they're still going to be sitting on the pews when the, when the Lord comes. That's, that's a sad reality. That's a sad reality because the majority, and I'm going to repeat this, the majority of churchgoers who claim Jesus are not passing the litmus test. We have our agendas that we want to follow. Oh, my, 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 help me, Lord. Oh, we, 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 we talk, we call, we say Jesus. We call Jesus and we say Lord. But yet, day in and day out, month in and month out, the majority of people that fill church pews, they follow their own agenda, not the agenda of the Holy Ghost. And it ain't just the nominal people. There's a lot of people on apostolic pews in the same situation. We got our own agenda that we want to follow. We call Jesus Lord, but we live a life which suits us and not the perfect will of God. Please, the first step in correction is admitting it. If you don't admit something, you ain't you don't have a hope of changing. Hallelujah. Amen. We're following our agenda and what we got and what is important to us. And Jesus always gets put on the back burner if on the stove at all. Amen. I see people all the time, and I got I got people, I got people in my family. There are people who think they can go to the clubs on Saturday night and hold a bottle of Bud in the hand and then go to church the next day and then with the same hand hold the Word of God. Who are you fooling? Yourself? Hallelujah. Oh, more and more people all the time, the, the liberal churches today, they say, well, you know, it, it, it ain't nothing wrong going partying or go clubbing or going to the dance halls or all that stuff. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. You know, I had the opportunity to preach to a group of 200 pastors in, in Africa. I like to be able to preach to two or 3,000 of them, amen, in America and tell them it's time you start preaching holiness again. Hallelujah, because the Bible still says, Brother Wayne, without holiness, you ain't going to even see Jesus, much less be with him. Hello? We follow our agenda, not the agenda of God. We call Jesus Lord, but we live our life which suits us and not the perfect will of God. Put up Matthew seven twenty one. That's interesting. Now, this is the words of Jesus. If you look at it in your, in your Bible, you, most of them have it in the words you read. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. 
but the but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Well, Jesus probably didn't mean what he said, did he? He didn't really mean that, did he? That tells me I can go around and say Jesus all I want to and Lord all I want to, but unless I'm following his will in my life, it's not going to help me. I got to take my agenda and I got to wad it up and throw it in the furnace somewhere. And I got to say, okay, God, where do you want to lead? Remember, the children of Israel, to get through the wilderness, had to follow the Levites who were carrying the ark of God. For you to get through the wilderness of the sin sick world and make heaven your home, you're going to have to do the same thing. I'm going to have to do the same thing. Jesus in the flesh as a man. Now, I want, I want you to distinguish the difference. He had, there were two natures. Jesus in the flesh as a man gave us a perfect example of what it takes to please the Father completely. The man Jesus did not want to die, especially kind of the kind of death that was needful for him to suffer. But he yielded to the Father's will. Matthew 26 and 39. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy will. I'm talking about total surrender right here. Jesus was prayed this prayer as a, as a man. He was God and he was a man. That man did not want to die, especially the kind of death he was going to have to die. But he surrendered. He yielded. He said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as your will be done. We've got to say that same prayer, and we've got to mean it, and then we've got to live it out. We've got to live it out. Hallelujah. The religious world has been caught up in self-deception. They think just because God loves them, listen close. Because I hear this all the time. You hear it. You hear it all the time in the in the new modern uh, what they call gospel music today. You hear it in the lyrics of the songs they write, and it's, it's everything they're putting their trust in. It's everything they're putting their dependence in, and it's got everybody deceived by this. But the religious world has been caught up in self-deception. They think just because. God loves them that that will be enough to get by. But just because God loves you will not pass the mustard test on Judgment Day. Hello, somebody. Just because Jesus loves you 
Let me tell you something. Jesus is going to be in love with everybody that goes to hell. What, you think God's going to put them there because he hates them? No. They're going there. Those that go there are going there because they choose to. They choose it. They choose it. Just be, don't, don't depend that you're going to get by just because Jesus loves you. That alone is not going to get it, folks. That alone will not get it. You must. Look at somebody and tell them must. You must conform to the perfect will of God. Part two. True identity as sons. True identity as sons. Now, <coughs> I could give a long, drawn-out Bible lesson today on the identification marks of a child of God. But when all is said and done, it boils down to one major factor. Do you know it really boils down to one major factor, whether or not you are going to be identified as a child of God or not? It all boils down to being totally led by His Spirit. They, they were led by the ark from which the Spirit of God was upon. Today, we've got to do the same thing. Romans chapter 8 and verse 12 through 14, last scripture we will read. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. And that, what that means is not being a debtor to the flesh. If you look at the Amplified Version, it says you're not obligated to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. But by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Here's, here's, here, here it is right here. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And that word son right there in the original is the Greek word techna. And it's in the neuter tense, which means it means male or female. Amen. So it could really be translated children of God. Hallelujah. That's the identification. Whether or not somebody's being led, true children of God will follow his spirit. Pure, pure and simple. Why does God, let me ask a question. Let me ask two or three questions here as I wind down my message. Why does God give the Holy Ghost to believers? Why does he give the gift of the Holy Ghost so they can feel good? Does God want you to feel good so he can give you some Holy Ghost? Would you like somebody on drugs go out here and take some meth so they can get, get high on that? Hmm? Why does God give the Holy Ghost? So you can 
so you can talk in a new language? Mm -mm. The Holy Ghost is to enable you to live a new life. That's where so many fall short. That's where so many, they, they, when we're talking about surrender, they don't surrender enough to get to the point of where they get that spirit in them. God knows you can't make it without the Holy Ghost. You can't follow the will of God without the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost a hold of the reins of your life, I guarantee you, you're still going to be going down the same path you always. Apostle Peter, you, we know, remember that story? Apostle Peter said, Lord, I won't deny you. Lord, I, I'll, give you, I'll give my life for you. Now, now, I believe Peter meant that. I don't think he was trying to fool the Lord. He, he'd been around long enough, he knew he couldn't fool the Lord. But Jesus said, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, no, not me. Why did it happen? He had the want to. He had the want to. Peter wanted to. But he didn't have the means inside him at the time to do it. He didn't have the Holy Ghost a hold the reins of his life. Let me tell you something. Everybody in here, I don't care how long you've been in church, and I'm, I'm including myself, without the Holy Spirit giving us the strength, the power, and authority, it wouldn't be long. We'd be all going back to some of the same old stuff we used to do. If it wasn't for the Holy Ghost on one of them hot summer days, you'd be reaching for one of them cool Budweiser's to take a drink. Or you might be going down up to the bar and fix you one of them pina coladas. Hello, somebody. Why in the world does pastor have to preach his heart in the last Sunday of the year? I want us to go somewhere, church. I want us to do something this coming year that you ain't never done. Hallelujah. And every man, woman, boy, and girl in here and watching me right now, none of us has went as far as God desired you to go this past year. Can't nobody raise your hand and say, I please God 100% in 2019. Can't do it. Now the Bible don't record the death of Peter, but history does. <coughs> and when it comes time for Peter to die, he found out they were going to crucify him just like they did Jesus. See, Peter wasn't a Roman citizen like the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was a Roman citizen because he was a Roman citizen that afforded him the easier death of having his head chopped off. 
rather than crucifixion. Crucifixion is what the Romans did to all those who was not Roman citizens. And when he found out he was going to be crucified, he did not go back and deny like he did so many years before. Because this time there was something inside of him that took control of that old flesh, that controlled that old will. And I don't know, but I believe he had tears in his eyes. Because I believe he begged him. He says, don't. I'm not worthy to die the same way as my Lord. If you must crucify me, hang me upside down. Crucify me, hang it upside down. What I'm trying, do you understand? You having to want to is not going to be good enough to get the job done. I don't care how much you want to, you can't make it. You can't do it. Nobody can. There's only been one sinless life. Jesus lived that. We have had to have that Holy Spirit in us, and we've got to be led by it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was in a meeting one time, and, and you could tell it was a braggadocious spirit. There was some of them bragging about well, this one got the Holy Ghost. That one got the Holy Ghost. This one got the Holy Ghost. When it got time, it, when it got time for me to get up and speak, the Spirit of God just kind of jerked me a little bit. And I said, to me, it's not about whether or not I've got the Holy Ghost, but it's whether or not the Holy Ghost has me. Hallelujah. Folks, this year's all but over. We're going in a new direction. Let's make a covenant. Let's follow the Spirit's lead. Let's let's do something in 2020. I got, a, I got a message right now for a few words I'm going to be speaking during the watch night service. It's going to be, it's going to be the, the motive and the goal of, of CFC for this coming year. I might, we, we did something years ago and we had our Sunday school department make up posters and put them all over the church about rescue and renew. Some of you may remember that. God's given me something for this new year. I'm gonna, and I'm going to talk to our Sunday school class. So I like to get a, get a banner and put it over the other side of that door as we go into the, the church sanctuary. This has been in my spirit for weeks now. 2020 vision. That's what God's desire is for the church to have in this new year, 2020 vision. Are you going to get that 22 vision? Or are you going to continue to walk around blinded by the enemy? Because he will blind us if we're lying. I'm not going to let the devil pull the wool over my eye. What about you? 
I'm going to follow God to where I can get that 2020 vision. Let's all stand together. Praise God. Anybody wants prayer today, we'll give you that opportunity to come.